Stay tuned to 3CR Community Radio. Welcome to Rotations on 3CR. <laughs> My name's Brendan. I'm with you. I'm here with Celine. Hi. <laughs> that was a song called VHS Tape by Laney Lanes. Uh, I think we should all get out in the streets and shout and chant VHS Tape. VHS. That was hilarious. <laughs> Good pick, Brendan. Good pick. <laughs> uh, before we continue, I should acknowledge that we are broadcasting from the land of the Wandry people. Stolen land. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. The theme for today's show is jobs that don't exist anymore. Or used to exist on a wide scale and are now not really. Yeah, we should put that a disclaimer. Yeah, because <laughs> really, I mean, you can probably find these kinds of jobs anywhere, but VHS tape. 
Mm-hmm. There's not much VHS tape around anymore that you can get in a store. I found a guy in Camberwell who um, converts VHS, like home VHS tapes, to digital. Digital. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a job. Yeah, it's kind of like a job. Still. But do you remember VHS stores, you know, where you just go into the yes, video I store? Yes, I know. You, you always go back to this. I think this is the third show you've mentioned VHS stores. <laughs> well, they were you missed them. both a source of joy and eternal frustration. <laughs> but just imagine all the people who lost their jobs when VHS stores. It's very sad. And the guy who works at that store that I'm telling you about, he, um, the equip- his equipment is running out. Because they don't make them anymore. Yeah. So he had a whole line of um, those old VHS cameras like that they used to film like home videos on. Mm-hmm. And when one died, he just used another one and just kept on going through them because you can't buy them anymore. So I don't know what he's going to do when he runs out of equipment. Maybe he'll learn how to make one. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how <laughs> skilled he is. <laughs> Lovely guy. <laughs> What's another job that's disappeared from the world? All but disappeared, we should say. All but disappeared. Okay, so uh, the first on my list is lamplighters. So long time ago, they used to hire people to light the lamps all over the cities. Uh, Initially, it used to be candles. And then when gas came along, it was gas. So they used to light the gas lamps. Um, And there's a phrase that survived into current times. Gas gas lighting. Gas lighting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And... They also had a a different role, um, usually the the role of town watchman. So because I guess he was roaming around lighting lamps, he could also keep an eye out for people and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, there obviously there are no more lamp lighters. However, um, there are some across the world. Uh, they're employed to almost like a tourist attraction. Um, there is one particularly uh, employed in Brest in Belarus. And his only job is to light light the gas lamps every day. Every day he lights them as a tourist attraction. There's a small crew operating in London, uh, a little one operating in Zagreb, and another one in a town in Poland, which I cannot say the name of. So they're still around. Um, and anyway, we picked this song called The Old Lamp Lighter to tie this, this all in. He made the night a little brighter Wherever he would go The old lamp lighter Of long, long ago His snowy hair was so much whiter Beneath the candle glow The old lamp of long, long ago You'd hear the patter of his feet As he came toddling down the street His smile had a lonely heart, you see If there were sweethearts in the park He'd pass a lamp and leave it dark Remembering the days that used to be For he recalls when dreams were new He loved someone who loved him too Who walks with him alone in memory He made the night a little brighter Wherever he would go The old lamp lighter of love Now if you look up in the sky You'll understand the reason why The little stars at night are all aglow He turns them on when night is here He turns them off when dawn is near The little man we loved of long ago He made the night a little brighter Welcome back. You are listening to Rotations on 3CR Radio. And that was The Old Lamp Lighter by the Browns. 
What's our what's your next job that no longer exists on your list, Brendan? Well, talking of things lighting up, mm-hmm. this uh, job does not exist anymore. This is a shoe fitting fluoroscope operator. Shoe fitting fluoroscope. Yeah. Operator. Do you know what a shoe fitting shoe? <laughs> Say <shoe>. quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is kind of uh, topical for me because I'm wearing new shoes from the op shop, and you, you are they glowing? They're not glowing, uh, but they are making my feet glow red with pain because they're not the right size. But in the in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they used to have these machines called shoe fitting fluoroscopes, which you clearly was, didn't use. For no, which I didn't use because, uh, strangely enough, they've been banned because essentially they're just an X-ray, <laughs> and you would go into the department store. And there'd be this wooden box with two holes at the top, sort of like viewing ports. And at the bottom of it, you would put the shoes on and put them in this little slot, which was basically just sitting on top of an X-ray. And you would look down and see your feet through the shoes. And so you could see how they fit. And so they use them as a means of uh, making sure that the shoes fit. Um, They were also known as the X-ray shoe fitter, the pedoscope. Uh, and the footoscope, <laughs> and they were used in Britain and the USA and here in Australia as well. Um, so although customers generally received a pretty low dose of radiation, the operators themselves were constantly exposed to it. And it was just a wooden box and it wasn't all that well protected, so the radiation would leak all over the place. Uh, so yeah, there was some, there were cancers and there were amputations and there was radiation sickness from the operators. And uh, there were campaigns by politicians and activists to have them banned or at least heavily regulated. Um, but much like the tobacco industry uh, and the oil companies, it was all, uh, oh, everything's fine, don't worry about it. You know, we're, we're, we're helping the community by uh, stopping them from getting bunions. <laughs> um, I've got a little bit of an article here from the Canberra Times in June 1957. And it says that the... Um, On Monday, the council approved draft legislation to prohibit the use of fluoroscopes in the shoe stores. The proposed legislation will provide a penalty of £50 against unauthorised persons who operate an X-ray machine. The manager of Johnson Brothers Shoe Store in Alinga Street Civic Centre, Mr W.A. Johnson, said yesterday that the the council had an atom bomb complex. A fluoroscope he had for seven years cost £200 and had... It had given great service in fitting shoes. It was essential for the correct fitting of shoes. It was the only way that a child's shoes could be fitted exactly to ensure that foot bones were not pushed out of shape. The only way. The only way. Yeah, I don't know how we how we do it today. Uh, we, have, well, we have all at- atom bomb complexes, don't we? <laughs> so anyway. How have they survived without this thing? I don't know. Who's wearing the right know. shoes? Now that we're out of the atomic age, <laughs> arguably, uh, they were used up until the 1970s when they were finally banned. That's around quite the world. recent. Yeah, that's so not can, that long ago. You can yeah. still find them in um, in museums, though. <laughs> mm. So our next song is by a local artist, which is called "Shoes." This is by Nathan Power. I take off shoes when I am coming home These floorboards wake the neighbors Connor's on the stereo That record that your daddy gave us All your books upon the dresser A thousand pages that you never read I'll so find your shoes beneath the bed I'll unlock the hallway door Throw my bags down on the floor Turn down the lights Funny how a room so empty Used to hold away the night And I'll take a piece of paper Writing out the words you said I'll still find your shoes beneath the bed Midnight blues Looks like I'll sleep alone tonight 
outside in time to breathe But your shoes give no reply Give up and kick the door And the only thing I need right now Is to find you here once more But I'll find an empty hall Loneliness instead I'll still find your shoes beneath the bed And I'm shopping now for one Oh, I the sun has fled in a pool And all my best escapes All spread throughout the day They are all drinkable But if I lose you in the haze If I find another way to forget the life we led I'll so find your shoes beneath the bed Midnight blues Looks like I'll sleep alone tonight Kick them further underneath Outside in time to breathe But your shoes give no reply One pair of empty shoes One case of midnight blues Looks like I'll sleep alone tonight Kick them further underneath Outside in time to breathe Nathan Power, you're on rotations on 3CR Community Radio. I'm here with Celine, and our theme for today is jobs that don't exist anymore. What's a job that doesn't exist anymore? Well, I have a really fun one yeah. for you. Leech collectors. Have you heard of leech collectors? Well, I have, but not for a while. And they probably exist, you know, in, in very small spaces in the world. But in the 17th and 18th centuries... There used to be a lot of leech collectors, particularly in the UK, because bloodletting was a very big thing. They thought that that helped with health and things like that. And the way they used to do it was these people would go out and they would stand in a swamp Mm -hmm. until all the leeches attached to them. And then they would walk out of the swamp with all the leeches attached to them, wait for them to fall off. So they'd be drinking their own blood, wait for them to fall off into a bucket, right? And that's how they collected leeches. However, a lot of these people became really sick um, <laughs> from losing too much blood, number one. Number two, the spread of disease through leeches who had bitten other people and you know, blood diseases, that kind of thing. And weirdly, also, when a leech fell off, sometimes the blood didn't stop. So these people would just sit, continue mm. to bleed for hours after, after the leech had already fallen off. Um, and also interestingly... There was so much leech collecting that at some point, this, this particular leech became extinct oh. in, in Britain. And it was only in recent years that they rediscovered a very, very small population of it in some swamp. But until then, they had been collected to extinction. Um, and have, I th- have they bred them back? From- they, they have, but not, not in those, that, like they're not being used in such large quantities anymore, but they still do exist for whatever reason. But I don't think that they collect them the way they used to collect them anymore. <laughs> now, I couldn't find a song about leech collect- collectors. Um, so I went on a big stretch and uh, there was a song um, that I heard by Jenny Warnes, which was a cover um, of a Leonard Cohen song. Uh and I really wanted to play it on the show, and it's called Bird on a Wire. Um, and I stretched the explanation by saying that basically Leonard Cohen wrote this song um, in the 1960s while he was living on a Greek island named Hydra. Um, and at that time, they were installing telephone poles uh, <laughs> on the island, um, which I feel no long- a job is no- that no longer exists. Um, and he wrote Bird on the Wire. He was inspired by that. And this is a cover by Jenny Warnes. Like a 
Welcome back. That was Bird on a Wire by Jenny Warrens, a cover of Leonard Cohen's um, song, Bird on a Wire. Um, what have you got for us next, Brendan? Well, how did you wake up this morning? I just woke up naturally because it's Saturday. <laughs> it's actually Sunday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Sorry, guys. It is Sunday. So you could probably use the services of a knocker upper. I really could. Yeah. I'd, clearly, yes. I'll um, need one tomorrow. A knocker-upper was a person who was employed in the, I guess, the Industrial Revolution uh, to go around to workers' houses and wake them up in the morning to go to work. And they would use means of either just 
quietly tapping on the window or loudly tapping on the window, depending on how you slept, to uh, shooting peas through a straw at your window, banging your window with a broom handle. Some would stick around until you woke up. Some would just do that and move on. That's all you get. Yeah, that's what you get. (laughs) You have to pay extra. Uh, So that was in the days when alarm clocks were either not invented or unreliable or only for rich people. Um, And the song that I chose to do to go with this song is called Wake Up Call. Uh, And this is by a a project called We Wrote That. Uh, And this particular song was by a band of people called uh, from the Chronic Illness Peer Support Group or CHIPS. Uh, And they describe themselves as an artistic means to give voice to the young people of our healthcare system living with disability and chronic illness. Uh, You can find out more about the project. There's quite a few songs that came out of it um, at wewrotethat.com.au. So this is a song called Wake Up Call by Chips. You should smile more, whinge less, positive mindset, get up out of bed, maybe it's all in your head, lighten up, harden up, grow up, show up, cheer up, look on the bright side. There's always someone else who's got it worse than you. You don't look sick. I'm trying to help you. This is a wake up girl. Chips or the Chronic Illness Peer Support Group. You can find out more about that uh, songwriting project at wewrotethat.com.au. This is Rotations on 3CR. What's next, Celine? Um, well, Milkman is, is next on the list. However, there are a lot of Milkman songs out there, which I thought were not very exciting. 
So I decided to settle on a murder ballad <laughs> that does mention a milkman in, so, in some way. Um, so this is a song called Carolina Drama by the raconteurs. Also, raconteur is also a, a job that I feel, I mean, it does exist, but I feel like no one puts a lot of, no one calls anyone a raconteur these days very much. And I feel like it should come back. I feel like storytelling should come back. Storytelling as an art should come back. Well, that's what I we think. do at 3CR. We tell stories. We're raconteurs. We are raconteurs. That's what the R stands for. 3C. 3C raconteurs. Okay, you should let management know about that. I should, yeah. <laughs> so this is Carolina Drama by the raconteurs. I'm not sure if there's a point to the story, but I'm going to tell it again. So many other people try to tell the tale, not one of them knows the end. It was a junk house in South Carolina, held a boy the Along with his older brother Billy and their mother and her boyfriend Who was a triple loser with some blue tattoos that were given to him when he was young And a drunk temper that was easy to lose, but thank God he didn't own a gun In the back of his truck Took a minute to open his eyes He took a peep into the back of the house And found himself a big surprise He didn't see his brother But there was his mother With a red-headed head in her hands While the boyfriend had his gloves Wrapped around an old priest Trying to choke the man Mama, but Billy knew that she was starting the drama. So Billy took dead 
Welcome back to 3CR. What is that sound? That's the song. That's the song. <laughs> that is yeah. a song of the murder ballad, <laughs> Carolina Drama by the Raconteurs. Um, you're here uh, with us on 3CR Radio and we're doing the show rotations uh, with the theme, Jobs That No Longer Exist. Um, so I've got another one for you, Brendan. Okay. Uh, body snatchers, resurrectionists. From the 18th and 19th centuries, have you heard about them? I have. I was going to say body snatchers. Surely there's still body snatchers, but different context, I guess. What do body snatchers do these days? I don't days? want to say on there. Okay, let's. Okay, well, I'll tell you what they used to do anyway, and you can tell me later what they <laughs> what they do now. So these guys used to steal bodies for anatomists because at the time there was just not enough opportunity for people to study anatomy and this is how they did it so they employed people to steal um, bodies from graves initially the law was that you could only use criminals and orphans weirdly mm. because they belong to no one which is very sad um, anyway it all came to a head so it, it became more and more popular this um, body snatching thing came to a head when these two criminals actually started to kill people for just to give the bodies to the anatomists and then and then people started to look close, closer at it and put an end to it. Um, this next song is a bit of a stretch. It's not exactly about gravediggers, but it, um, it played during the gravediggers scene in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, and it's not even the same song that played in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It's, it's a different version of the song. So this song is called Lonesome Valley by Mississippi John Hurt. Oh, Jesus had to walk, battle on some 
valley, he had to walk, it's for himself, it's nobody here, could walk it for him, he had to walk the bad valley for himself. That was Lonesome Valley by Mississippi John Hurt. And that was about grave robbery. Grave robbing. Well, it wasn't really about it. It was, y- if you were listening earlier, <laughs> well, it was a I long stretch. <laughs> Well, it is a long stretch down into a grave, six feet deep, and uh, Lonesome Valley. I think if, when you're wandering in the val- to the Valley of Death, I think it's probably a lonesome, it's a lonesome walk. You got to go by yourself. You got to. No go one by can yourself. come with you. Yeah. That's right. Shifting the focus completely. I remember going to a department store in Melbourne. I think it was Coles, but I can't remember entirely. With my nana when I was a little kid, and I remember in the elevator, there was a person controlling the elevator with a kind of lever, and they would announce the floors as you went up, and they would say, this is haberdashery, this is toys, blah, blah, blah. So there used to be a job called an elevator operator. I think they still have them they in some countries. They do still have them, but yeah. they're, uh, they're more tourist attractions now. They're not necessary, but elevators used to be No, no, in some fancy thing. buildings. You know the fancy, fancy buildings where fancy people go? Yeah. They well, do have people I'm sitting fancy, there, I wouldn't but know. They, don't, they don't use the levers. They just press the button, and then they tell you what floor it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Apparently, they're, they're that's still up. a thing in Japan. Yeah. Ah, uh, elevator operators are mm-hmm. still big in Japan. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but mostly they were phased out by the 1970s. Uh, this song is called Elevator to the Sky, which is kind of leads on from your other song about death. We went down and then now we're going up. Yeah, we're going up to the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, Genie Boy, which is the, uh, the artist we're about to play, are a duo from the Gold Coast, Alicia Todd and Scott French, and this is Elevator to the Sky. <laughs>
3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station radical and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. Welcome back to Rotations. This is 3CR Community Radio. And yes, do tune in in June and dig deep. Give as much as you can to keep us on the air. Uh, The song we just heard before that was Elevator to the Sky by a band called Genie Boy. And on Rotations today, we're talking about jobs that don't exist anymore. Um, Human computers or before there were electronic computers, they just used to be called computers. That's a job that doesn't really exist much anymore. So the people themselves were called computers? Yeah, the people themselves oh. were actually called computers. Uh, so before computers as we know them, uh, there were people who were employed to do computations. And sometimes there were huge teams of human computers working for hours and even days on solving a problem or crunching data. Um, and this, of course, came into its own in the, uh, the world wars because they had to calculate troop movements, trajectories, all sorts of things. Uh, and then in the space program um, <clears throat> in the 50s and 60s. Uh, and it was predominantly a, a job for women. It was a very female-centered job. Uh, there were some quite famous... Uh, human calculators, as they were called, or computers. Uh, Catherine Johnson was one. She was the first African-American to work at NASA doing this. Uh, And she did countless calculations for the the crewed space flights. I think they made a movie. They did. I think it was called uh, something Vigors? Hidden Figures? Yeah, Hidden Figures. That's right. That's right. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. and even when computers became more electronic and more reliable, uh, women were seen as the as the op- were the were optimal operators because they'd had such a huge background in computing, uh, and they were the first programmers uh, and operators. And strangely, that kind of changed in the early eighties, and it became a became a male dominated profession. Uh, that's a whole topic in itself. We are running out of time on rotation. We'll make that a new show. Yes, we'll make that a new show. <laughs> I thought this song is not about computing as such, but it is to do with the sun and the moon and the stars, which is NASA's obsession. <laughs> this is uh, The Sun and the Moon and the Stars by Anita Lester. Purple mouth from all the grapes, blood, lipstick 
Public Lecture on Thursday the 25th of May from 6.15 to 8.15pm. This year's topic is about mental distress and is one of the most relatable human experiences we can encounter. History has documented the unique experience of distress through compelling art, music and literature. Hear from Matt Ball and Helena Ronfeld, who both have lived experience, and from psychiatrist Professor Richard Newton. Go to wellways.org and find Woodcock Lecture to register online. A 3CR supporter. Welcome back to 3CR. We're getting to the end of rotations. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Uh, there were quite a lot of songs that we couldn't really play, and there's so many jobs that don't exist anymore. What were some of the ones on your list that didn't make it, Celine? Well, I had the log drivers and the rat catchers. The log drivers? What do log drivers do? So they're quite interesting. You should, you should definitely um, YouTube the log drivers because uh, they kind of surf. So log drivers existed when there were no trucks or carts to drive logs along the roads. And what they used to do was float. They would chop the logs down. Then they'd float them down the river. And there were these people who would balance on the logs and ride the logs down the river. They, it's like they were surfing down the river on a log and, it, and they were fantastic. The skill that they had was absolutely amazing. And the song we were going to play was called The Log Driver's Waltz. Um, and it was a funny little song about how they were very quick on their feet and obviously fun to dance with. Yes, all the women preferred the log drivers. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> we're not going to play that song because we're running out of time. What about you? What did you have anything on your list that we I didn't had cover? aircraft listeners? What they do? Aircraft listeners listened for aircraft, so it's pretty. Mm. Uh, uh, it was a thing during uh, during World War One. World War One, aircraft became a, a weapon of war, uh, and uh, you needed to be able to listen for them coming over the horizon, so you know a fair way away from you before they got to you. Uh, and they used to have these, there were people stood in fields and they had these huge metallic apparatuses, uh, which were basically just big gramophone horns. Like giant ears. <laughs> giant ears. Enormous, like, you know, 10 feet long. And they would stand there with their ears pressed to these things and the, the sounds of the aeroplane would come into there. They were kind of superseded by radar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate because it looks very cool. Interesting. I will have to look up a photo of this, yeah. these giant ears. And, of course, AI, because whose jobs are not going to be here in the future? Ours, basically. We're <laughs> being replaced by AI. Uh, Yours, maybe. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think you need to be in human professions, don't you? Like hairdressing. Will there ever be an AI hairdresser? I, I've never thought of it. How would it work? You put a thing over your head and then your, ha your haircut comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see. That's a show for a few years' time, I imagine. Yes. And to take us out before queering the air, race into the studio. This is Get a Real Job. One, One two, two, three, three four.